Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast 251. Lindsay here in the studio with Tony. And I'm going to ignore the rest of them because yeah, they're being them. assholes right now. Right. So- <laughs> Josh and Connor can get off this ship. <laughs> uh, you know, good old podcast today. Talked about some comics. Yep. Uh, reviewed WWE uh, WrestleMania 2017. And Space Riders Volume 1. We also talked a lot about Justice League. We did. We actually talked a lot about the WWE, excluding your comic book. That is true, That too. took up a good chunk of our time. But WrestleMania is the day we're recording, so I guess that makes sense. Yep. But we also covered Guar, the band, in case you were wondering. And some Marvel movie yeah. news. Yeah. Just a bunch of random stuff. So sit back, relax, forget the... There were other two people here on the podcast today. And enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast 251. Pirates are the pimps of the sea. I feel like awesome. that's a movie in the back room of a family video. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but pirates. Of that's the, the Caribbean. Sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a, an adult movie at Family Video that was based on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. Double D's chest. <laughs> God, what was it called? They did an actual, like, non porn version of it, too, where they cut all of the sex scenes out and they put it out on. Like regular porn. shelves for people to watch because yeah. it was so, it was the most expensive porn movie ever created. Like it was millions yeah, of dollars to do this, this movie. Actually. It had Jenna Jameson and everybody in it. Yeah. You, you've seen what, the, the light version? No. Oh, the regular, regular <laughs> version? <laughs> but I think I remember hearing about it. I was like, all right, I gotta see what this looks like. And... It was. Highly produced yeah. for an adult still, film. I still feel like the light version had to be like 10 minutes long. No, it wasn't. No? No. It was called, It was an hour and a half or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Maybe this was a different one. Oh, I don't know. I just I, remember. I think it's just called Pirates. It is. You're right. And it had like a $8 million budget. Yeah. That's wow. a fucking... Large load to spend on a <laughs> on a movie. You know what? Eight million dollars doesn't fix though. What bad acting and <laughs> which is yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people aren't aren't watching the pizza guy come to the door for the bad. No, acting. but if you're taking all the extra stuff out of it, then you probably should have some decent actors, right? Yeah. If you're not watching it for the half half hole, <laughs> you're just getting the half. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, though, to see, like, a side-by-side, like, all the runtime, the difference between the two, but also, like, have them both playing and, like, see how much they actually cut out. Right. Or maybe they just, you know, like, shoved in on the shot a little bit Cropped further it. so that you couldn't actually see, like, insertion, but there was still, like, the faces. <laughs> Sweaty faces. Yeah. Took out all those anal scenes on the poop deck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I bet you that was a line from the movie. I don't know who. Low jobs when they go down below deck. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely showing off their. uh, Oh fuck! What's the the long plank? (laughs) Yep. Connor, what's your take on this movie? Uh, It's it's a bad movie. You you don't even know what you're talking about. You have to talk into the mic is what I was just saying there. Don't put your mouth on it. Wait, it started? Yeah. <laughs> that never gets old when people don't understand how I do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just hit record randomly because we talked too fucking much beforehand. Yeah. And then we then start missing out on everything that we're talking about. So what? I just hit record and then Yeah. that's how we the go. The minute you walk into this room, you have to be on. Essentially, because you just never know when Tony's going to start recording. Unless he's not talking. (laughs) (laughs) For like an extended period of time. He's either dead or he hasn't started recording yet. (laughs) Do some last minute prepping and researching. Yes, yes. Well, this is Drunk on Comics. Yes, our 250th episode. Yeah. We made it to 250, you guys. Yay. You guys kind of slept through when we did 250 last week. And I had... Some other very important guests what? on the show. Wait, what? Yeah, I had the original crew. You told me we weren't recording last week. Yeah, it's because I wanted you guys to like not feel left out. Oh, you're such until a Until you dick. heard. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you? Who was on it? Derek, Matt, and Kevin. Oh, you got the OG crew together. I'm still pissed at you. I was there too. <laughs> Nobody would know. Connor's probably here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Sits in the corner. Can't believe you He's left quiet. me out of the 250th podcast, you asshole. Uh, we didn't do much to celebrate. No. We just kind of went to our old format and going to take some of that into the, I don't know, the new episodes now. Yeah. Try to be a little more stringent on making sure that things follow in a concise category of he's he's bringing back his usage of fake words too it seems (laughs) bring him back when did they ever leave that's true that's true no really though i do they were recording it was good if you guys haven't checked it out yet i mean i don't know why i'm acting like i'm surprised it was good actually for once oh it was was a lot of fun recording with them but i still have a lot of fun recording with you guys good because I'll leave Connor. right now. <laughs> you can do it on your own. <laughs> Could never Just do you this and on Connor. my own. <laughs> oh, we were actually talking about how maybe like I would flip my computer or the table and leave, and then Josh would go. I guess I gotta go too, and then you would just be left here with Connor, and how weird that podcast <laughs> and you would, would be. It would just be you like talking about Power Rangers to Connor, and then Connor f- wouldn't say a word until the end <laughs> when he would be like, "Wait, Power Rangers was a TV show." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how that would go. Yeah, so Connor's here. So hi. say hi, Connor. Hi. Hi. He may talk, he may not, he may make this the worst episode ever after the best episode last week, so (laughs) we'll kind of be the judge of that after the end of the show. And we have to give the, the Connor is in the episode warning of, if you hear any random noises, like clicking and stuff, it's because Connor's here. No, why do we have to give that warning? (laughs) The little shit should know what he's doing, or he'll never be invited back to the recording studio ever again. Also, and if you my... hear a smack, I was allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
softly, not a full-on pimp smack, like a <laughs> like <Yeah>. a warning. <laughs> oh man! So, anyways, uh, let's get to off the shelf. Off the shelf, brought to you by Motor City Comic Con. Uh, definitely go check that out. It is the best con, and uh, going to be at the Suburban Showcase Showdown. <laughs> Suburban Showcase just the Plaza. Su- just the Suburban Showcase, okay. isn't it? It's hilarious yeah. that you slur even when you're not drinking. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you actually slur less the more drunk you are. So my body is like reabsorbing its normal feelings. Like <laughs> I have to function that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was just, you know, after you do something for a while, like when you drink every weekend, your body just assumes you're drunk on the yeah. weekends. Eventually, <laughs> you just don't have to drink anymore. No, and I actually <laughs> did not do anything pretty much this whole weekend. And it's weird on my body. <laughs> <laughs> you actually feel good? My mind's telling me yes, but my body, <laughs> my body's telling me no. <laughs> that a song. I don't see nothing wrong. Apparently. <laughs> With a little bump and grind. Oh, okay. I knew where you were. Yeah. Almost immediately. Woo! Woo! All right. Uh, I'll do, I'll go first for okay. off the shelf. So I'm, <laughs> both of you need to stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at your jokes? Okay. <laughs> this will be a great podcast. <laughs> oh. 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 I always laugh at my own jokes, so it doesn't matter. Um, so at the end of April, Black Mask Studios. So, you know, my monthly check to kiss Black Mask Studios ass came in. So I'm going to do a review of a Black Mask Studios uh, book this, this today. Um, so at the end of April, their second volume of their Space Riders comes out. So in prep for that, I read the entire first volume of Space Riders, which is an amazing comic book. Um, and it is written by... <clears throat> Fabian Wrangle Jr. and Alexis Zirit. Well, Alexis Zirit does the art on it. The art in this book is very important, though. So I need you guys to picture Star Trek if Gene Roddenberry had done acid first. And that's what the art in this book kind of looks like. I feel like that would be Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So this is like a 1970s teenage boy's fever dream about space and robots and like if you ask them to tell you a story about a guy who's in the military in space this is the story that would come out of it okay so it is about this guy who he is a space rider which is a form of the military in space they're like the highest level ass kickers in space they keep the peace and he gets stabbed in the eye very quickly by his first mate turns on him and stabs him in the eye in space and he somehow lives it's a comic book so we'll just say it's it's because it's space and (laughs) he gets a psyche valve after it happens and he gets kicked out of the space riders for a year and cut to a year later they just you just don't need to know what happens to him for that entire year because it's not important to the story right because then we come back and they come and get him and like okay now it's time for your trial run to see if you can be a space rider again and his ship the santa muerta is a giant skull okay it looks like just a giant skull and his his new crew is a monkey baboon anthropomorphic type creature and a female robot 
So very seventies sci-fi going on. Oh yeah, here. having having a human, a robot, and a yeah, like talking or not talking, but like a humanoid type yes, animal. Very much. Yeah, seventies sci-fi, like mystery science theater three thousand type right. sci-fi here going on. It's like Chewbacca and C three PO. Yes, except uh, like a better version of C three PO. Yeah, which isn't hard. <laughs> um. Are you, you offended by that? Yeah, you sensibilities. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like C-3PO. So, very quickly, after... You were Anakin. <laughs> his name was almost Anakin. Oh. Okay. That would fit his persona. <laughs> wow. Because, because, because episode one was so great? Is that, is that what it the idea It clearly was? didn't happen. Instead, no. he became named after the Highlander, I'm which glad is better. I'm glad for you it wasn't Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> She's just waiting until her fourth kid. That would be her new hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, so very quickly, and like this book moves really. It's almost like if you were watching Star Trek, and the shows all kind of tie together with like an underlying theme, but they almost literally have nothing to do with one another. Like you could watch an episode of the original Star Trek, and then watch another episode five weeks later, and still kind of be okay with what's going on you didn't need to watch all of them in a row mm-hmm. and that's kind of how this comic book runs because like the first one they get in a fight with space bikers and end up crashing on a planet and that's how the first one ends and then they the next one starts with them on the planet and they get beset by aliens on the planet and saved by this hot sorceress woman who just is like you seem trustworthy let me take care of you for the evening and then they kiss and leave. And that's the end of issue three. <laughs> like, there, there's not a lot of, like, in-depth storytelling in this. Well, there's some, like, weird imagery. Like, a pyramid and a giant floating, like, Terminator head. and The, the lot... giant floating Terminator head is their ship. Okay. That's the Santa Muerta. Like, all everything in here, like, reminds me of, like, out of the mind of Jack Kirby and, like, his pseudo-psychedelic, like... Very much so. In neon colors. Like, Jack Kirby had the ability to use neon colors when when he was doing (laughs) art. This is kind of what it would look like. Um, Or maybe if he got uh, too drunk and then did a a (laughs) book. I'd be really interested to see what that comic book looks like under a black light. Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. It is is very brightly colored. Like... Very brightly colored. And in most comic books, I think I would get tired of that after a while because it's page after page after. Like, there's no let up. Just a salt It's just page after page. There's, there's no, like, point where you're like, oh, they're they're going after something different on this page. It's dark. So it's it's nighttime. So it's darker. Right. And the colors are more nuanced. It is a full on visual assault on your eyeballs the whole time, but not in a bad way. Like, if you were getting assaulted. By unicorns, <laughs> it would probably be okay. <laughs> or like My Little Ponies. We're okay? getting assaulted by unicorns because you get to meet a unicorn. <laughs> I thought that was clear. And then you get the horn jammed right up your ass. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh my god, it's a unicorn horn <laughs> up my ass. I feel so honored. 
and violated. <laughs> now, because the because the colors are so bright in this book, there's a ton of detail, but you kind of lose it, like unless you get really close to the page and are looking for all of the detail. Because there's not a lot of shading and it's more like flat colored, you kind of lose a lot of the details. A lot of the images kind of run together, but it almost makes it pulpier. Like you get the kind of like that underground comic book feel from it. I got to the end of this and I was like, this book is fucking amazing. And I just, I can't wait till the, the next one comes out. It is, it is seriously like if, if you could think of something that you want from a sci-fi movie, like it is in this book and it's very little details. Like they're the, the guy who heads the space riders is a tiger, but he has like a, his lower jaw is metal. And it's just a very small detail that it's not even really important, but they thought to add that to just add that little extra blip to his character. He doesn't, you don't know why, how he got a metal jaw. He kind of looks like uh, Trap Jaw from, like a tiger version of Trap Jaw from He Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's all, like, the whole thing is over the top from the story to the colors, just all of it. And they even, like, it's very clear they're going for like an older pulpier vibe because even the pages they've yellowed them to make them look old like they've even it's like they photocopied old paper and then put the art on top of it just That's to give cool. them that and, that and it's got like defects in it yeah like, it like little, like little, little pinholes like it has and holes stuff. in the paper and stuff like where, or where somebody's like dog-eared yeah the thing the page and it's just the, all of this attention to detail makes the story, which is incredibly ridiculous, like, but you can't help but love it. Yeah. Because it makes you kind of feel like a kid again, but in a way, there's no, like, if you were reading this as a kid, you'd probably be hiding it from your parents. <laughs> 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 like that, in that kind of way. It's not, like, overtly sexual or anything like that, but it's definitely something that most parents would probably not let their kids read. Yeah. Because of the violence and stuff like that, but... Everybody should check this out. Like I said, the new one comes out at the end of April. And it just do yourself a favor and pick it up. There you go. Sounds awesome. It is. It is. <laughs> Suppose that. Well, I have something from Boom Studios. Boom. And it is WWE WrestleMania 2017 special. Oh. And I was hoping this was going to help me uh, predict all the... Um, the winner, so I could, you know, put some money down at Vegas on, on WrestleMania this year. However, these are all old stories, like many of these stories have done um, within the WrestleMania or the WWE comic books. Is it, wait, 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 is that something that actually happens in WrestleMania? Like, do people bet on the winners in WrestleMania? You can't really because it's scripted, so that's you what can't I was, really. That's what I was thinking. Well, friends will. I mean, we okay. don't necessarily know. Who so like me and one of my best friends Mike we will be like I wonder who's gonna win this oh I bet you is this one normally we're always on the yeah. like mind of who we want to win but it's not like people have brackets set up I mean, like re- like no like March madness it's, okay but it's like because no, it's, it's less skill and more story yeah yeah sports yeah. okay. entertainment and it's entertaining us I didn't know if there were still a ton of people out there who are like it's real it's all real I don't think there's really anyone that really feels that it's real anymore okay. however I don't know there's some things though that when they the way that they present the stories seems like it could be real. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when they suspend my disbelief, watching the main events and everything, yeah. I'm like, wow, I think it's real. Like, at WrestleMania, uh, The Miz and John Cena 
uh, are fighting, and the whole promo is going up to it. Seems like they really hate each other. Okay. Like so much so that Miz was making fun of John Cena and his girlfriend, uh, Nikki Bella, for not being engaged when him and his wife Maurice are married, and making fun of John for having never proposed. John coming back with him being like, well, fuck you, you know, you say that we don't have kids, you guys have been married for many years, you don't have, like, really personal to where I'm like, damn, this has to be, like, real, they really hate each other, mm-hmm. but you realize it's fake. Wait, The Miz has made it to John Cena level? Yeah. Love The impressive. Miz. They main evented WrestleMania. I just, I can't help but think of him as the kid from the real world. Oh, I can too, but I also, he's, he's, he's me someday. Because <laughs> I will yeah. make it. Was he on Tough Enough? Yeah, he was on Tough Enough yeah. and didn't win. Right, but he made the it The person anyway. who wins. Is, is he... Tough Enough a uh, reality show? For yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, like you reality show. Yeah. And I, well, and I, the thing I remember the most, why I'm not surprised he became a wrestler it, it was very clear, even on the real world, that that was his aspiration. But I think he was on a, a an episode or a season of the Real World Road Rules Challenge. You mm-hmm. guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Fun show. I love those uh, shows. He got super drunk one night and kept trying to wrestle people and talking about how he was going to be the champion someday. And now he's fighting John Cena in WrestleMania. So Mike Mizanowski or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> he predicted his future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But so this uh this book um is more of a bigger issue and it it has multiple stories within it. Just like the the first uh number 1 that they had which then had the main story following uh Seth Rollins and and his rise and fall with Triple H. This one has quite a few of them. Um it has one of the New Day has one of Kevin Owens. Is it the New Day time travel one? Yes, that, yes! that's and that's actually still been ongoing throughout the the rest <laughs> of. What? He'll he'll tell you. Connor has no idea what you're talking about because he's well, not. Pick up a comic book sometime. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I thought I told you about the New Day time travel. No. The one where they went back in time and the dinosaur was Rick Flair. Well, no, caveman was it a caveman? Was Rick he was Flair? a caveman fighting the dinosaur? A, uh, dinosaur, but then they jumped in and helped with the dinosaur. And he'd say things like "ugh," and in little captions they put an asterisk and they'd just say "woo." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so throughout this whole book, without giving, I don't, and as I've said before, reviewing some of the WWE books, I have not caught up. There's like a good gap of like a good six years, six, eight years of wrestling that I did not watch. And so knowing which one of these, um, these matches that they have within these books truly happen or not, I'm not sure. But the other one following Seth and his journey Kind of is what was already portrayed within the within the sorry not comics within Raw and in, in the wrestling world, to wherefore it felt like maybe it's a jumping on point for me who didn't see that but who'd heard of things and didn't necessarily watch it. I don't know how entertaining it would be for someone who has watched this and knows the way the story goes. Except for this gives you more of the product. This gives you more of the the behind the scenes stuff, and it kind of gets to play out as if. They aren't breaking KFAB. They are 100% who they are in the ring as they are outside. And so when you see that, you kind of can get a better perce- or perception of this person, who he is, is who he is. Um, since they haven't really shown The Undertaker, you would almost, if they followed him as a character, not have him then drive home um, in his you know Chevy Impala or whatever. He would 
probably drive his hearse to right. to a morgue or something and like make his character be larger than life because it's a comic book. Right. And that's what's great about this. The one thing is when you have different artists and you're they're drawing some of these characters, until they say someone's name, though, you're like, God, I think I know who that is. But then it's until they say the name, like, oh, that's who this person is wrestling. Because mm-hmm. some of the faces and everything, they bring it back to, I know I've seen that person before, but I can't remember their stage name. And then once you, you hear it, you're like, oh, shit, they have this feud and this storyline going mm-hmm. here and then this and that. So the first one has one um, of a uh, uh, heartbreak kid versus uh, uh, Razor Ramon, and it was a good ladders match that you would think reading about uh, a wrestling match that that's not going to be fun, but it it was fun. You have Razor Ramon walking under the the ladder saying. You know, I have two toothpicks in my ear instead of his signature one, which will counteract like this bad juju that I get from walking under a ladder, which then blows up in his face, but he eventually wins anyways. Um, You have a great one with Triple H, and it shows the rise of him and Steph trying to take over the company. How much of this um, is true to actually the industry, but we do know now Triple H and Stephanie are married. They, they were married at the time of this, uh, in this comic book here. But what is it that they connive to do behind the scenes to take over the company? We all know that Vince gave his shares half to Shane, his son, and then half to Stephanie. But then another, well, I guess not half, but then another third to Triple H. Because he was married to Stephanie. And how the, they are pretty much running the company now. Thank God without Vince in the forefront. And this one kind of gave a little bit more history story to that. And I have to guarantee that WWE is has all hands on deck for this comic book. I gotta say, I just wish more family businesses <laughs> ran like this, where like the Waltons had this whole elaborate drama going on about like who got what, sh- or the Myers. Oh, you know, <laughs> they got all like they just do all. And this they take public- it out in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, this is Wouldn't how all business awesome? should be figured right? out. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be real, but like they just build all this drama around it. That would be so entertaining. <laughs> And in, in besides the, the Triple H one, there's a Kevin Owens one, which showed kind of him kind of getting picked on and, and like him always wanting to, you know, be the champion and everything. There was the New Day one, which kind of their time travels, it seems, has come to an end. They've kind of righted what once went wrong with the Budio universe and, and given positivity out to all the wrestlers. However, now they've come to the end of the road but the unicorn. Speaking of unicorns from earlier, I started giggling because of they're now fighting the dark unicorn army, and oh, that's yeah. kind of how it ended. Yeah. So that story is just straight up, you know, make believe. But it's a comic book. You Wait, can do that the, even the with dark unicorns aren't real. Well, and it's Shh, it's, we're not supposed to tell the it's world. funny because on these pa- like I'm so I'm looking at this comic right now, and in the New Day story, the I I come across the unicorn ghost. Yeah, kind of Obi Wan Kenobi ish yep. with, with the little hood over his face and stuff like that. That's kind of funny. And I and I think the story that I love the most though was uh, Daniel Bryan because it was the overcoming the the odds. Him being in, he's also someone that I was actually researching even more after reading this comic book, who tried to make his name on the indie circuit and really started uh, doing a lot 
kind of got a shot at WWE and then failed and then got sent back down and then got kicked off NXT and then they did some antics um, within rest like pretty much the story is actually from what I've heard and read of of his true story gone again most everything on these pages truly did kind of happen in one hand or another within um, the WWE universe but his true story is he kept making a name for himself and people kept loving him his whole yes 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 chant that he has still to this day is something that the crowds whether he's out there or not will just cheer at because they want to see something happen and that positivity that he just had a way to work over the crowds and honestly it is the crowds who should determine the champions and within this uh story it shows him getting to the next level and some random wrestler saying you're good kid but you're not this good you're good kid but you're not main event good and then he beats that person you're good kid but you're not championship level good and then he gets the championship then gets it taken away by triple h and triple h saying you know you're good kid but you're not you know championship ready you know the I I don't the company doesn't think you're ready and that's when he goes but it's not us it's the WWE universe that gets to decide and hitting this thing home of he just kept overcoming these obstacles respect him a lot as a person because as we as we know these they are doing these matches for real the outcomes may be fake but they are right. real predetermined yeah, yeah. I, fuck I could not last probably 10 seconds getting hit <laughs> no by this yeah. and that or know how to take I do know how to take a chair and I do know how to do a couple things because me and my brother have he's done stage combat before so he knows how to do fake moves and we practice uh, amongst each other but to to do it as much as they do and they do actually sometimes if there is a little bit of a fight or if you're a new person no they'll really like hit you hard across chest they'll make you that's how they yeah initiate new wrestlers is really put them through the gauntlet yeah and Uh, reading reading this uh, i just thought it was a great great story within this whole thing this is for anyone that has not watched wrestling in a while you can just pick it up because they're all self kind of contained stories i'm sure some of them are going to continue on into the main book at some point or maybe picked up at another special issue but it's something that anyone can read kind of get caught up on on wwe but yeah I could go on and on about <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Like when he got signed to to Raw, he said, "I have all these contracts, so the next six months at all these indie shows, I need to do them." So he would go wherever Raw was at, and then the next couple weeks, he would do what he needed to do for WWE. But he would go and make sure that those contracts were were done till the end. And there was only one I think that he wasn't able to make, but he made up for it like a month later yeah. at one of their special house shows. That is dedication. Well, I remember watching... What what was that show we used to watch, Connor? Was it the Divas? Oh, Total Divas. Total Divas. We used to watch the Total Divas show, which is was a reality <laughs> TV show about the Divas. So it had the Bella twins, which Daniel Bryan's married to one of them, Brie. Yep, Bella. Brie. And so you got to see them... I. Who knows if this is their actual personalities or not? It could just be more. I mean, it's reality television. We all like to think that it's really so, happening. Wait, divas are the female wrestlers. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what but because most, well, not most, some of the divas that are on there are dating or married to, and, and how they kind of cross paths. You'll have some of the guys wrestlers too, which mm-hmm. yeah. So we got to see a lot of Daniel Bryan and John Cena because John Cena is dating Nikki Bella in real life. And he hasn't proposed to her yet because she wants to have children and he doesn't. <laughs> Hence the Miz fight. Yes. And that was what he was. Yeah. So, but, and he, 
I think while they were doing total, because I don't think it, I don't think it lasted but a couple seasons. Is it still on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Oh, in fact, the last episode just had Rusev get married, and then they're about ready to do the the draw for SmackDown and Raw, oh, and the behind the scenes. Of- Rusev got married. Though he's been married on the show for well, obviously since last year ish, oh. when it was he's shot. A cool guy in real life. Yeah, not mm-hmm. a Russian douchebag. No, and actually a lot of people love him, respect him, and think he needs to get more of a, a title shot. But I will tell you this, after watching on Hulu one night SmackDown, it came on, and I'm like, oh, this garbage. I'm not going to watch this. But then I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of entertaining. I'm going to play on my, my computer, looking up some news and everything, and then, oh, wow, oh, oh cool. And you get, that's when they're... It doesn't seem like they're playing who they really are. They'll name because his real name isn't uh, Rusev, right? But it's easier for most people to pronounce that as a real name. Plus, that's just kind of what he goes by. Um, the Miz isn't the Miz, right? His name's um, Mike. <laughs> and you'll hear sometimes people call him Mike, but in the show they'll sometimes say Miz to kind of keep up that persona. But he doesn't act like the giant douchebag. Right. But he will sometimes, and that's where it kind of straddles the line yeah. of. Of how they're they get out of you know their character and who they are. I was so I, I watched it and then I'm like, damn it, there's another episode. Well, fuck, I might as well watch this one. And I got it's, caught up in it. It's yeah, it's definitely one of the. It, well, it draws you in like most reality television shows do because of the drama that goes along with it. Because if you think wrestling has drama in it, just wait till you watch the the diva show because these bitches in real life full of drama. I didn't mean to call them bitches. <laughs> Sorry, girls. Afraid they're going to show up. They might beat me up. I am scared of they're them. They're going to send their pimp over here. They're very no. They, they do don't. They don't do. need pimps. <laughs> <laughs> they're very strong women. Um, but yeah, no. It's but it, and I think it's definitely helped bring their wrestling personas more into the general show as well. Yeah, it was crazy how much wrestling kind of coincides with comic book like nerdage like there's a good correlation between people that like wrestling and people that like comic books it's true it's very true it's weirdly true the the new day the new day yeah they they're super nerdy okay in real life and they have a youtube gaming channel they also came out of a giant cereal box in a super saiyan outfit (laughs) <laughs> but on one of the uh, in on wrestlemania they came out of a giant cereal box yeah a in Budios. Super... <laughs> the and real it... cereal that you can buy online at the wwe store can you yeah why would you eat something called bootios <laughs> i don't know that's the question i find it hilarious but also they look like cheerios like to be you, honest you kind of want to buy some don't you they also yeah. throw bootios Wait. at people did you buy some already Go with my crusty O's yeah. and the other. <laughs> <laughs> so they came out in Super Saiyan. 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 I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Super Saiyan. Don't even do that joke. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. All right. Way. Let's move on to some news and notes, shall we? News. Notes. Yes. Uh, I know it's a little bit old, but we didn't really get discussed it. Uh, Justice League trailer. Yes. Thoughts? It's not a little. It came out earlier this week. Oh, it came out uh, like two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Mm. It was I, feel good. Like it, I feel like it came out pretty recently because it was like 
Marvel then dropped Spider Man because they so they couldn't allow DC to have like their yeah. moment in the sun. <laughs> but- right, we, we we had just seen we just saw Kevin Smith live this last week. Actually, he was here in town and he talked about that. He was like, it's, it's like they gave him one day, and then somebody at Marvel was like, "Oh, they're having a good day." Release the Spider-Man trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League, though. The Justice League trailer. <clears throat> I liked. It was a very good trailer. I'm very excited about this movie, which makes me think it's going to suck. Yes, mm-hmm. they make great <laughs> they trailers. They make amazing Not good trailers. Movies. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I saw it and thought, wow, this is CGI hodgepodge, and this is going to be terrible. You have the parademons that they're fighting again, that seem all well, they are all CGI with right. a lot of like They're background noise. Like it, it doesn't. They should be real. Parademons aren't real, Tony. <laughs> I no. hate to burst your bubble. I mean, seriously, everything about that trailer though shows ninety percent CGI and zero acting. Now, I'm not going to take away from the actual actors because I do think each one individually is a great actor. However, I just don't see that this the the build up to them being a team. I mean, you kind of have Batman now being a smart ass wise Tony Stark, which I kind of like a little bit, but I, a little I, bit more humor in Batman. I think is necessary. But see, whenever he made his jokes in the comic books and even still, I've never seen him this type of a smart ass. He's always made a joke that either went, was way dry, went over everyone's heads or he would laugh at something randomly and then have to explain his joke because that's just how he is. He's never been a humorous person. Right. Sure, we can make changes, but don't make the changes copy in Marvel because ah, that's what they're doing. I see what you're you got at. one lone, yeah. you know, Iron Man guy, billionaire coming to Build recruit his team. Yeah. Adopt a superhero child. A super adopt yeah. a superhero child. Yeah, because like Iron Man adopted Peter Parker and now. Oh, Bat oh now he's yeah. he's taking on like the Flash. Yeah, it's I see what, you're what it saying. kind of felt like. Yeah, I could see that. Huh. Kind of had yeah. that feel yeah. to it. And but, Aquaman. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That was that. I liked <laughs> I liked that view of Aquaman and that he, where he 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 was awesome. Yeah, and hot. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was more for you. <laughs> so he remind my favorite version of Aquaman because I, oh. Aquaman gets some shit, yeah. right? Yeah. He's he's in the ocean. He controls fish. Yeah. I mean, that's what most people think. He's, he he's his really, powers are greater. He's than that. really great when you're fighting bad guys by a lake, right? Or the sea. <laughs> his his powers are actually bigger than that. But yeah. most people just focus on the fact that he can talk to fish. My favorite version of Aquaman is from Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. He is the best version of Aquaman there is. He's just over the top, like, he's verbose, verbosity. It's like a dumb jock. No. Kind of, isn't he? No. He just yeah, says, like, he just loves the battle. Like, he's mm-hmm. totally into the battle. More Thorish. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's why I like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, that I feel that they have changed... His persona a lot more to be more Namor ish, mm. like badass, like I am the ruler and I'm taking care of my people more. Because he was always a super friend, aka, and that's how all DC characters, why I hate them so much, is there was no moral ambiguity with them. They were all straight up, I am 100% good. Right. I am 100% doing this because it's good. Even if it costs my people when, sorry, if you're a king, you need to at some point say, 
screw you, super friends. I got to take care of my people. <clears throat> Otherwise, right. you're a pretty shitty king. And I've seen him more or less become around to being a better king, which makes him more of a badass because well, like, he's in, a ruler. In Flashpoint, they took that to the extreme where Wonder Woman and and Aquaman, they, to- they totally went the route of the king and the queen mm-hmm. and just focusing on their own kingdoms. And war with each other. Well, because, yeah, yeah, because she killed... Well, spe- speaking life. of queens, yeah, uh, Nicole Kidman has been confirmed to play uh, Aquaman's mom, Queen Martha. <laughs> Aqua Martha. Queen no. Martha. <laughs> Is queen, that really queen. her name? No, it, it, Atlanta. 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 No, Atlanta. Atlanta. A-T-L-A-N-A. That would be hilarious. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. 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 It's hard not to just say Atlanta because that's what the city that we all say all the but time. But I think, like, she she is a, uh actress. She is kind of regal. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I haven't really seen her pop up in anything recently. So this is obviously for the, the Aquaman movie and not uh, for the Super right. Friends movie because they already Super have that. Super Friends movie. Or Justice League. <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to be serving out justice. I feel like they should call it the Super Friends movie and more people might watch it. <laughs> They all live in an apartment together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of other actors and actresses, uh, Jeremy Renner uh, has decided to pass on Mission Impossible 6 <clears throat> so he can uh, go join Ant-Man and Wasp. Oh. I feel like that was a smart yeah. decision on his part. Oh, very much. Like, Mission Impossible 6? I know. It's kind of... Well, I'll tell you what, though. Even though I'm kind of like they're getting up there with all these movies and... You kind of just want to write them off because it can't be as good as the first one. Those movies have actually been interesting enough because they're kind of like Bonds, too. Everyone keeps going to see Bond. Oh, yeah. I mean, so this is just a different... Don't know why. A whole team of, <laughs> of secret agents. But his kind of... His uh, character kind of was downgraded a bit in the last movie. I mean, they add so many different actors that... In the Mission Impossible yeah, movie. Yeah, that he can't... And it'd be a wise decision just for him to... Go over more Marvel. Well, what one's more lucrative for him? Attaching oh, yourself yeah. to the Marvel universe, like yeah. fully, or you know? Well, I mean, he, I think he always has been fully, uh, but maybe this way it helps him get a little bit more of that solo movie. I lo- so, what is this movie? It's the Ant Man and Wasp movie. Oh, okay. The, so the Ant Man sequel is Ant Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Wasp being not actual Wasp, but when does that dude to come out? Who is now lost? Oh, that's not even started filming yet. No, it's I, like, but like, is it slated for 2019? Oh, shit, I don't even know. 2018, yeah. I think. I want to say 18, and I haven't. I'm gonna have to go relook at some of their because with Connor the mention knows. of Black Panther is next year, so probably not, right? It's... Okay, Connor doesn't know because also next year <laughs> starts probably not Infinity. Well, they War always as well, do. And... How many movies do yeah. they do? Three a they year? Do two. They, I think they have a third movie. <laughs> This next year, with if you include Spider Man, because oh, they have Captain. This year, oh yeah, with, if you include Spider Man, yeah, but and Logan, it's still technically Sony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, Connor doesn't know what he's talking about. I will relook <laughs> up. Well, this the, is why he doesn't talk because we then berate him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to because with the adding of the Guardians of the Galaxy three being confirmed right. as well, that throws it in, and that's not going to be for another three years, anyways. Um, 
I still kind of got to wrap up everything in this phase one with, uh, well, phase three, technically. Yes, I but, think they're in phase three. Yeah. But then uh, once they get to Infinity War... 2018, July 6, 2018 is when Ant-Man and Wasp is oh, slated cool. to release. So, yeah. I want to just point out, too, you actually read stuff about it and didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Smack! <laughs> I think, I think Connor deserves to smack you for that. <laughs> Put the rings on, Connor. <laughs> Connor, I, you you deserve an apology. <laughs> Maybe you'll get one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so let's switch from the Marvel movie universe to uh, the DC, back to the DC movie universe. And uh, Jaws Whedon, our favorite movie maker of all mm-hmm. time, is going to be doing Batgirl. A Batgirl movie. So yes. perfect. DC DC is gonna have two female headed movies out by the time Marvel gets their first one out. Yeah. With Captain weird. Marvel. It's yeah. So surprising. Wait. Oh Wonder Because Woman. Wonder Woman, yes, okay. thank you. So good for them. I where is Batgirl coming from though? Is <clears> are <throat> they gonna in, introduce her in a different movie first or are they just gonna pop in a solo it's movie? Standalone. Somewhere? So standalone meaning it make it self contained, you can maybe do an allusion or a reference to what happened in New York, but it's gotten to the point, and I said this last week, uh that not everything I feel like not everything needs to be one giant fucking happy go lucky universe. Yeah. Make comic book movies just for comic book movies have your characters within your comic book movies spider-man the biggest thing was and they didn't do it but when they were making civil war comic book wise everyone was like he needs to be in it he needs to be in it well he need to be in it for a certain reason of revealing himself obviously they didn't go that route cool how they did it but that was the one where it's like he does need to be included in this giant universe because of the repercussions from that right now on the opposite hand though I would be totally fine with Spider-Man movies have been their own entity if they didn't suck. Right, and that's the problem. Yeah, Marvel is great at ma- Marvel is great at making movies. And so with with all those other movies that, like I mentioned last week too, that they're going to be doing self-contained, go for it. And more, more, they need to start doing more self-contained. These X-Men movies need to be self-contained um, from everything else. Let Deadpool be his own. Take some characters over, right? But don't reference like the other shitty X Men movies to bring down Deadpool. Like, let Boy, them. He does a great job of referencing them in Deadpool because he talks about like which timeline. I feel like Deadpool's in? kind is of this... a special case though because yeah. they do break the fourth. But wall. he makes yeah. fun yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah he yes. was like, "Which Professor X are we talking about? Is it Patrick Stewart or is it a uh, what's his name?" Well, that's and so they this. keep feeding the fodder on on what he can make fun of out of those movies. Right. But then don't shoehorn him into Their what movies. they've did in those. Right. Yeah. Anyway, with Batgirl though, do you think she can be a self like she's Batgirl? She, oh yeah, she could totally hold her own movie. But don't you don't feel like she needs an origin in a different I, movie? First? I bet I bet they'll do this what they did with um, Suicide Squad because that was so successful. Um, the uh, where <laughs> they did flashbacks, you know, ah. to show like like I think it was how Joker got. Deadshot. I had a really hard too. time. They did a yeah. flashback of Deadshot. I had a really hard time following and, anything yeah. in that movie. But um, <laughs> so hopefully they'll do that again. Uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so we'll see sure though how long Justice League the movie is going to be. It's two hours fifty minutes. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I like how collectively like, like, we're 
Uh, yeah, it makes sense when we have to do through everyone's like origin yeah. story on there and see all their their Martha and Wayne's get killed. Well, do we know that that's <laughs> actually? You realize all of them are pretty or... much orphans. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Cyborg's that's not an orphan. Well, no, not orphans, but yeah, they has a dad. But their moms pretty much all have died. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they're all named Martha, except for Wonder Woman. Her yeah, mom's her fully alive. alive. She has no father because she was created out of clay, clay by her mother. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's a back long to, fucking back, time. It is back to Batgirl because I think we need to bring up the most important part about who's going to be Batgirl. Oh no, um, I mean that's that's valid. <laughs> question. Like, no, that's not a good question. <laughs> that's, at all. that's valid question. But uh, the fact that Joss Whedon is directing it, you know, he did. Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer, which most people will probably know. He also did Dollhouse, yes. which is a great, I think, two seasons, maybe only one. I think it's two. Show. That was such a great show. He's very so, good at strong female leads is what you're strong, trying to say. Yeah, strong female leads and making TV shows that are way too good for their network. Yes. You know, like well, yeah, where Firefly. they just keep screwed. Yeah, yeah, Firefly, they <laughs> screwed it up. What? You did Firefly. You didn't know Jess Whedon did Firefly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like Connor, I get the fuck a... out of oh, here, man. I feel like I failed as a parent. How did you, you not have... know that? I think I knew. I just... Wait, he did Buffy, Firefly, He did Buffy and, and Angel, obviously. And Angel, yeah. And yeah. he did Avengers. He did the Avengers movie. Yeah. I like him. Well, yeah. yeah most people do. Yeah. <laughs> We're anyway. not knocking on him at all. So he's great for strong female leads. Yeah. Right. He's, I, I he's, agree. He's totally the right <laughs> person to have. And hopefully he'll bring some... Good filmmaking to yeah. the DC universe. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Which is it's really surprising though because he had like sworn off doing comic book movies after the last Avengers. I don't know if did. he want didn't want to do comic book movies in general, or yeah. he was just over yeah. the Marvel universe. He's he over so Marvel and DC shit. because they are tight knit over there and didn't like his visions. Well, and he got a lot things. of shit on the internet for how he portrayed Black Widow in the Avengers movie, how mm. she was kind of, she kind of just was like there to be the love interest of Bruce Banner. Yeah. And Which, that felt like a studio note. Well, like, there's you know, no way Joss like, Whedon would have been like, yeah, let's downgrade the only female in this character. Right, yeah. Or in this movie. But. Uh, so, yeah. Talking still about Marvel now, since we switched back to that. <laughs> Stan Lee uh, has filmed his uh, uh, in, uh, in Avengers Infinity War cameo. Yeah. We have talked about that he's already filmed four of them. This definitely being one of them. So I do hope, still hope, that he will be like on the moon just being the Watcher or something. Or, <laughs> or even just chilling with the Watcher. And he just oh, God, filmed, you say awesome. he just filmed it? No, it's 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 been confirmed. Oh. So this isn't in addition to the four. Oh, okay. Um, it's just that they've they've now shown. Well, actually, no, because yeah, he had to have just filmed this now. So this would have been an update to what we knew a, a right. month ago. Which because means he's also feeling better if he just filmed something. Maybe that's why he missed the Comic Con then. Yeah. Oh, because he was filming and he wasn't actually sick. Yeah. Hey, what happened? God, to him? They're getting real deep in them Marvel conspiracy. What happened to him? Old age. Yeah, you he's seen like... him. Did he die? No, he, he was, didn't die. He was oh. not feeling If very he good. had died, we would be having a completely different podcast <laughs> oh, <yeah>. right now. <laughs> we would all We'd all be, be wearing black, black and sobbing through the entire wouldn't podcast. It wouldn't matter if we were all in black because it's a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <but> still. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> you can hear the black in our clothes. <laughs> Speaking of black, Guar has oh a book coming out. <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't listen to Guar. I don't, no, okay, here's the thing. 
I don't own a Guar CD. I don't go out looking to listen to Guar. But if Guar is on or Guar is playing somewhere, you just need to go for the entertainment value alone. Yeah. They're, they're not even good band. They even know it. Yes. They self-reference that we suck. But with the blood and the guts and the costumes and everything, it is it's a very a much stage a the- show. Yes, it's a theatrical <laughs> thing for sure. And if there is a... Many bands do comic books... Jerk Manning's doing one with Twisted right now with Source Point Press. Um, but they're, to me, they're already a comic book. Like, they're a living comic book. So <laughs> they really just needed to take their lives and just put it on a piece of paper and you have a comic book. That's all, <laughs> that's all you have to do. The this, this band just boggles my mind. I can't even, like, I wonder what they look like in real life. Will this comic book go into it? Because that would be really awesome. Do they? But have they? Uh, do they change people who are yes. in the band? Like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the Blue Man Group. Well, it's I know they the lost their lead members. singer. They don't change who their band people are. No, They'll but add. if they have, if they have someone are kicked out, then they're a new persona. Yeah, because yeah. they well, their lead singer died last year or the year before, and now their lead singer is a female. She's mm. got a really great name, and I can't, I'm oh. not going to pretend to remember what it is. she the one that shoots blood out of her nipples? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he knows that. Because... <laughs> yeah, how do you know what nipples are? <laughs> <laughs> he does have them. He is a person. <laughs> I have nipples. Do they bleed? <laughs> blood out? <laughs> so this comic book is going to be called... Is that, is that a take on Meet the Parents? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It didn't come off well, but... <laughs> I was just picturing Robert De Niro saying that, though. <laughs> so this book is going to be called Orgasmageddon. Mm. Yes. All ages appropriate book, clearly. Yes, but written from, by a friend of the show, Matt Miner. So that's kind of sweet that he's got a big gig going on. And this has partly been made uh, possible because of a successful Kickstarter campaign that raised uh, close to 90... Or not 90... $46,000. Thanks to... This is a... Jerk Manning has to be really jealous about this, and I don't know how they orchestrated this, but they had 666 backers. Uh, so I don't know how exactly you can limit the amount of backers you can get. Or why you'd want to limit. But right. But that has to be a setup. Right? I know. Or they had, like, the last minute, like, okay, we just need 10 more people, dollar each, <laughs> yeah. their backers. Yeah. So that's that's kind of impressive. But I don't know... That I will read this comic book, but it, it makes me really happy to know that it's a thing, you know? <laughs> oh, I'll definitely read it, though, because if it, depending on what it's about, I mean, it could be very fun, or no matter what, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's guar. I also love the fact that they have something called the annual guar <laughs> <laughs> it, It's Is that like the gathering? It's of like the their version of the gathering, yes. guar <laughs> Could you imagine what you would eat at a barbecue? I want to go to that. Just like I want to go to the <laughs> gathering at some point. Just to... It's on is my the, bucket list. Is of the like, gathering still a thing? I thought they no, had it's it. not. They had to close it down because they're a gang. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Which yeah. actually is, not to get into U.S. politics, but is going in front of the Supreme Court to for them to fight. Or, no, maybe it was, there was a march. I think there was a march that just happened. A juggalo march? march yeah. Oh, my of, God. They're, the they're protesting... And fighting. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the weirdest, like, people are just looking out their window like, what circus is in town? <laughs> There's going to be a Selma movie about that. The... About the March of the Juggalos. 
That it's would gonna be, be interesting. Selma. It's going to be our Selma? Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I feel bad to be part of this generation now if that's our Selma. But anyway, <laughs> the streets are going to be sticky with Fago either way. <laughs> that's hilarious. The streets are going to be sticky with Fago. <laughs> yes. Um, the another... streets will run dry with Rock and Rye. <laughs> I feel like we could use Red Pop somewhere in there. Isn't that the name of one of their... Isn't it just called Red Pop? Yeah. Yeah. What? One of the Fago flavors is red. Oh. Is just Red Pop. It its be, flavor is red. Know. What is that? I shouldn't It's know. Red Pop. It's Did Pop you not listen red. Her. She said it's fucking Red Pop. <laughs> no, what is... It tastes like red. What's, what's Fago? What's Fago? You live in Grand Rapids. Fago? You should know Fago. what Fago is. Oh. What do you think we're saying? You said... Are you saying Fago? Fago. F A Y G O. Fago. I heard Fago. Okay. So I still think you could get out of that one. Your mind, No. Okay, moving along. I feel like now this thing I'm going to talk about is like I. He totally ruined my transition because I wanted to talk about the Love Is Love comic book, but after that, I don't want to talk about the Pulse nightclub murders. (laughs) Sorry. You ruined it. You ruined the show. Anyway, no, I am going to talk about it. So, <laughs> there was a comic book that came out a couple months ago. It was December. So, yeah, a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. Called Love is Love. It was a tribute comic for the Orlando Pulse nightclub shootings mm-hmm. to raise money for the victims of the shootings. Um, and it had a bunch of different characters in it, a bunch of different stories. It was a DC and IDW, like, working together. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, and I don't, it's not like a continuous story. I, I believe there was just little, kind of like the WWE one, where there was yeah. just a bunch of little stories in the book. Um, and as of last week, they had raised $165,000 for the victims of the nightclub shooting, which is amazing, considering... It's a tribute comic, mm. right? And I don't know that a lot of comics bring that much money in in general, right? From a run, um, an individual run, mm. maybe overall a couple. You know, if you're a bigger name, maybe a couple issues, and you could bring that much profit in because I'm assuming that's profit. You have to pay to produce the right. comic book still, but. And it's on, you said it's fifth run now. Yeah. So you can still go pick it up. Yep. And I just think it's amazing that I think out of all the um, art mediums that are out there today, comic books tends to be one of the most giving in terms of doing charity work and stuff like that. So I love there's um, one piece of artwork on there that I saw that I really dug. It was um, a few same sex couples around. Um, Superman in the who's behind them, but like kind of up a little holding bit. the and he's holding a pride flag. Yes. and it was just really cool. It was like you know very iconic from all the times he's held oh, the American flag, right? You know, so good job comic books for being progressive. They're always on the well. They try to be. I feel like sometimes they're behind on certain issues. Yeah, but they do. I mean, bag. I think with the with the more the fact that the creators have become so diverse in the comic mm. book industry is definitely helping them be able to do stuff like this because yeah. obviously their fans are a very diverse crowd of people. Yeah, totally. So they would be really dumb not to get in on that. But yay, comic books. Yeah. They're helping people. 
That's... And you guys got a best on tap? Josh doesn't know what best on tap is. No. Well, maybe if you listen to last weeks or the many years <laughs> before. To be fair, you guys did best on tap like once every 20 episodes I know. back in the day. But we are definitely going to be bringing it back because <laughs> I do. That's one thing that I, I love the most is cover art. Yes. Um, well, and it's always, I mean, there's so much to choose from. Just in a single issue, there's usually at least three or four covers. Yeah. So. And it is the best cover of a comic book uh, that came out this week. So, with that, uh, Linz, did you see anything that was not interesting? Really. Okay. No. Well, then I have a pick, so since we're not going to vote on it, <laughs> since I'm the only one that's going to present something, Ninjack number 25 by Mark Lehman. Oh, I vote against that. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. And, uh, no, it's it's really good. I love, it seems like almost like uh, Ninjack is, like, digitally uh, drawn with, like, almost an ink uh, splatter, like, background drawing like well, to me it looked almost like an etching yeah that it would, had, like, would be a better like, better scratchy, scr- like yeah. the scratchy hand done etching and so in that, the background so that for me best best on tap i like it because it makes him stand out because he's very uh detailed and the art is very fine like they a lot of detail i said detail twice mm-hmm. it's detailed detail it's digital so the it's <laughs> Fine, whereas the background is... <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. But I mean fine in the sense of... Details. Fine. That is a fine art. That's a fine detail. <laughs> and the background is very classic art looking. Yeah. So it makes him stand out more. But he also forces you to look at the background because they are two different art styles on one page. Mm-hmm. So. Well, wrapping up, who's uh, in the book? Okay, so the book this week is from The Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, but it's not the issue itself. So each one of these comics that comes out, this is issue 8, which I thought they were only doing 8 of, but they are not done with this story. They're doing 9. Are they doing 9 now? Good, because this would have been a weird spot to, to stop. <laughs> um, so, but each in each one of these issues, there is a mini-comic, which lends itself to the rest of the story without interrupting the action that goes on in the actual story itself. And this issue stars the commissioner. I can't remember her name now. The female commissioner. Yeah. That is in Dark I can't remember what she looks like. I can't remember her name either. And she is, she comes face to face with Bruno, who is a woman who is a Nazi. She, you can tell she's a Nazi just by looking at her. She doesn't she's even, a woman? She doesn't have to... <laughs> Yes. She doesn't have to say anything Nazi-like because she has swastika. Swastika. There you go again. (laughs) Swastika pasties. Pasties, not pasties. (laughs) Pasties are a delicacy of the North where we live. Which is where I'm from, so you think I would know the difference. Pasties are a delicacy of the North where I live. (laughs) (laughs) So she has these swastika. Swastika pasties. Pasties. On where her nipples should be. Yes. Well, over her nipples because yeah. they're but pasties. She, but she doesn't wear a shirt or anything. Right. She just has that. She just has the pasties and yeah. very tight green shorts. So that she can still shorts. get into 7-Eleven. And a, and a crew cut. <laughs> Would you let her into 7-Eleven with, with Slaska pasties on? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably make everyone else leave. <laughs> anyway, 
she she lures uh, Bruno. Yeah. Lures the commissioner in by with a group of jokers, like just a, too many jokers, even. <laughs> An excessive number of attacks jokers. her with the jokers, and then Batman comes and saves her with Batgirl, and it's just a very quick thing, you know, the focusing on the commissioner and just throwing Bruno in for some reason. I think it's because of the chaos that's going on in the city right now after the attack from the Kryptonians, mm-hmm. and just kind of showing that all these B grade villains are. Like taking advantage of it, but yet Batman still has time to come save her, even though he's supposedly dead in yeah. the beginning of this. But anyway, so that's the the <laughs> mini. I just can't get over the image of Bruno. Like, yeah. I opened it and I got to that page and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you actually <laughs> asked if, if like is she new or something, yeah. and I was like, no, she was definitely in the original. I was surprised when they still did that in the in the cartoon version of. The original Dark Knight. Oh. Because I, f- I figured they would figure out some way of cutting that out. You know, having the... In the two-part animated one that they yeah. did? Okay. Yeah, but no, they totally did that in the oh, animated, too. Yeah. I just... Yeah. She, like, I don't know anything about her character, but I feel like now that image is just burned into my head. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's so trippy. It's like, how the hell did Frank Miller ever come up with that? Yeah. Image. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of questions I have for Frank Miller. But (laughs) anyway, so that's the book. It's the mini comic inside of issue eight of Dark Knight Three. Yeah. And the booze is the booze. I took I took the booze because as soon as Lindsay was like, I need to figure out a good booze that goes with swastika. Swastika. Pastiche. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. Well, I know one ingredient that's going to be in here, and I'm going to start with that. Okay. Because many people don't know this. Oh. Fanta. The invention of Fanta came during World War II because Coca-Cola syrup could not get sold in Nazi Germany. So the Coca-Cola Deutschland uh, came up with this orange soda to sell to Nazis. Fanta? Called Fanta. (laughs) Yes. It's a Coca-Cola product specifically made for Nazis. Wow! Holy shit, that's some. <laughs> it's some dark, World isn't nerd it? Knowledge dropped on me right now. It's dark, isn't it? You can look up the Wikipedia page. Now, when I see the commercials and they ask me if I want a Fanta, I yeah. want to be like, "No, I don't no. want a Fanta." <laughs> <laughs> I want all those Jews back alive. <laughs> I know Aww. it's sad. So it's here's a dark. Turn. So if you've got some Fanta you want to get rid of, here's a great way to do it. Uh, it's the James Dean cocktail recipe, and it's a punch because Bruno likes to punch people. Um, <laughs> I love you. I know. Keep going. <laughs> All right, so this is a lot of basically this is a lot of uh, liquid here. Well, yeah, five liters of vodka, five liters of rum spiced, half a liter of Coca Cola because you know let's keep supporting them, and ten liters of gin, and three liters of Fanta. Oh, it's a punch, so it's a lot. Burn just yeah. thinking about all those. Well, so you know how we always mix drinks and we say ounces and everything yeah. for that's my more of a yeah. liters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would, as he was saying it, I was sitting here thinking, I think that's what Tony drinks every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would be dead, but <laughs> not even Tony's liver is that strong. <laughs> so so there you go. Yeah, our Nazi punch. Yes. Let's, let's just change the name of Nazi it. Punch Nazi Punch instead of James Punch. Dean. I don't understand yeah. where the James Dean... Party it's Punch. James Robert Dean. 
I don't know. Is that like the actor, James Dean? I don't know. It's uh, There was multiple references. James Dean was, <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't believe so. he was a Nazi. No. no. He's a greaser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's wrap it up. A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Stay thirsty, my friends.